are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, as you look at this, ask yourself this question, who sent this storm? It wasn't God, because God would not send something to try to destroy something that had been built upon his word. Now, if you look at what the scripture says concerning Jesus, says that he was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. You find that when the disciples were out in the boat and the storm came, is about to sink the boat, and Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat. Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and the waves that stopped the storm. He destroyed the storm. If it was from God, he was found destroying the work of his father. But the Bible says he came to destroy the works of the devil. So what am I saying? I'm saying to you, don't bow down under the storms of life and believe it's God sent. Know that it is the work of the devil and God has made provision for you to be victorious through the storm. Now, if you look at this here in Luke, the sixth chapter, and say, well, the storms of life, they do come to perfect us, then this parable would have read different here. It would have read like this, that the man that heard the word and didn't do it, the storm came and the flood arose and it knocked his porch off and his window lights out and it floated the house up. But when it settled back down, it settled on a firm foundation and it was stronger than it ever was. But it didn't say that, did it? It said immediately it fell and great was the ruin of that house. Great was the ruin of that life. Why? Not because of the storm. The storm did not have the ability to destroy that life. It was the lack of foundation. Now remember, I said the foundation is doing the sayings of Jesus. He said, Whosoever cometh to me, heareth my sayings, and doeth them. And doeth them. Now I'll tell you, when you go to studying the things that Jesus said to do, you may think you've got a storm already. <laughs> he said, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink. Now you don't want to do that. You want to sock him in the jaw. Give and it shall be given unto you. Judge not lest you be judged. But then there's some things that are stronger that reach into all of the avenues of life. Let's turn over here and let's find some of the things that Jesus said to do. Go with me over to Luke the 17th chapter. Let's read from verse, well I think we'll just start verse 1 here. <laughs> Because I want you to get the context of this. Then said he unto his disciples, It is impossible the defenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. If he repent, forgive him. If he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Now that sounds like a storm there already, doesn't it? 
I mean, when a guy does the same thing to me seven times in one day, I sure don't want to forgive him. I want to punch his lights out. And you do too. Don't look at me so spiritual. (laughs) You have no desire to forgive him. But this is a saying of Jesus. He said, if you don't do it, you're going to fail in life. And somebody said, but you just don't know what they did to me. I don't know what they did to you, but I know what unforgiveness will do for you. It'll cause the storm to sweep your house away. Now watch what Jesus says here, or what his apostles said. Now, this is not the disciples. This is not just the people that are standing around. These are the apostles. Now see, we get the idea that the apostles just knew everything. But they didn't. They learned some things just like we learned some things. Now listen to what they said. The apostles said unto him, Lord, increase our faith. Now why they start talking about faith when he said you're going to have to forgive a guy seven times. He does the same thing seven times in one day and comes and repents, asks forgiveness, said you've got to forgive him. They said, Lord, give us more faith. Now do you get the context of what they're saying there? They're saying, Lord, we're going to have to have faith to do that. And here is a great secret of forgiveness. You can forgive by faith when you can't do it any other way. You've heard people say it. Some of you said it. I probably said it myself. Well, I just can't forgive so and so. Well, now, here's another saying of Jesus. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Mark eleven twenty three. All right. Let's say that a guy does do the same thing seven times in a day. One gospel said that Jesus said 70 times seven in one day. Now, brother, that'll stretch your imagination, won't it? And your faith, too. Now, let's just say that that did happen. Then there's a mountain before you, isn't there? Now, you know, Mark eleven twenty three, when Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, many of you know he wasn't talking about the Rocky Mountains. (laughs) Jesus had a way of using things as object lessons to teach things. I think one of the problems of the body of Christ today in the church is that we've kind of tended to totally separate the natural from the spiritual. And when you do that, you miss the great truths of the Word of God. Jesus never did do that. He always reached out here and get the natural on one hand and said, now I'm going to show you how the spiritual work by the natural things. And that's what he's doing here. He'd start talking about seeds and sowing seed, something they knew something about. So he said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed. What is your mountain? If a guy has done me wrong seven times in one day, brother, that is the mountain. (laughs) And forgiving him is a mountainous problem. How are you going to do it? Jesus tells the disciples how to do it. Listen to how he answers them. See, they understood that they had to do this by faith. I think there's some things, folks, that we've never understood that the apostles did understand. But now there's some things that I understand that the apostles didn't understand here. I can read in the Word of God and find out from the Apostle Paul that faith does not come by asking. But the apostles asked the Lord to give them more faith. But you see, they couldn't read Romans 10, 17. 
because it hadn't been written yet. But I can. So I know that you don't get faith by asking. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. But now listen to how Jesus answered them. And the Lord said, if ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now why did Jesus just change the subject and start talking about trees? See, he's giving them an object lesson. They're walking down this path and there is a tree. They tell me it's a black mulberry tree, sycamine tree, right in the path. And he said, now fellas, you don't need more faith. If you had faith as a seed, you would say to this obstacle in your path, be plucked up by the roots, be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. In fact, the Greek says it's stronger than that. The Greek says it would obey you. It's a stronger word. It would obey you. You would say unto it, and it would obey you. Now somebody says, you've got to be kidding. The tree is going to obey me. Well, now, first place, he's not talking about a tree at all. He's using it as an object lesson. He's talking about unforgiveness here. He's talking about the mountainous problem that you face. He said, fellas, you don't need more faith. You need to use the faith you have. If you had faith as a seed... Now listen, he didn't say if he had faith the size of a seed. I think this is where we miss it sometimes. We think that Jesus is talking about the size of a mustard seed. I had a guy say to me one time, he said, if I could just figure out what size mustard seed faith was, I believe I'd have it made. And I thought, dear God, he's missed the whole point altogether. He's not talking about the size of the seed. He's talking about faith as a seed. If you have faith as a seed, you would say. In other words, if you had faith as a seed, you'd plant it. Because a seed has faith in the ability that is within that seed to reproduce. That seed has the ability in itself to produce. And that seed has faith in that ability. And he said, if you had faith as a seed, then you would speak your faith. So if you had faith as a seed, you would say to this sycamine tree or to this unforgiveness, you won't hinder me any longer. You'll be plucked up and planted in the sea. I forgive by faith. I'm saying it in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. For the word says I can have what I say if I believe and doubt not in my heart and faith cometh by hearing. So you hear me saying it. I do forgive. I may not want to forgive. I may wish I didn't have to forgive. But because the word says it, I'm going to do it and I'm saying it now. I forgive in Jesus' name. Now, if he continues to say that, Jesus said he shall have whatsoever he saith. What's that? He'll have a forgiving heart. Because he planted the seed of faith. He removed the mountain that was before him. And totally annihilated the thing with a seed. The seed blew the thing out of the way. (laughs) Can you say amen? God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our book offer this week is book offer number 7508. That's 7508. It's called Success Motivation Through the Word. This is a 177-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15.
God's wisdom and God's will is prosperity for your life. Did you know it's God's will for you to prosper? If you get a hold of the Word of God and begin to confess the Word and admit that God has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, uh, Peter says, He hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the exceeding great and precious promises. Success motivation, this book will give you insight into how to allow the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom that it is God's will for you to prosper. And then we have a chapter in here that deals with doing the sayings of Jesus. Did you know that Jesus said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, believe what he saith, O come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Say to the mountain of debt, You'll never hinder me again long as I live. I'm declaring it in Jesus' name. My needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This is what I call talking kingdom language. This will give you the insight in this book to put into motion the things that will cause you to prosper in life. And I'll tell you what, it is recession-proof, the principles of the Word of God. That's book offer number 7508, Success Motivation Through the Word of God. It'll change your life. And how to prosper even in times like these. Book offer number 7508. 177-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15. We have a toll-free auto line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.